Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Patrick McKendry joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Patrick, and uh, John Day on this, our first birthday celebration, I guess you could say, and John Day was here from uh, day one. Uh, it's also fair to say. Uh, so good morning to you, uh, JD, and uh, it's a time where the radio is pretty hot on the subject of the All Blacks. Uh, what have you made of it so far, and what do you think you're about to make of it when NZR make their decisions? Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Pat. Yeah, it was always a busy day on the text machine, wasn't it, Smithy, when the uh, All Blacks lost? And we've had to deal with that quite a lot over the one year that we've been on air. In fact, we've had to deal with it uh, five times now in a year, which is never good for an All Blacks coach. And, yeah, I think New Zealand rugby need to make a call right now. And it's a simple one, really. What gives us the best chance to win the Rugby World Cup? And I think that's got to be a new coaching staff, doesn't it, Smithy? Well, it does, uh, JD, and I, I know you're a Sam Kane fan and a Chiefs, uh, a bit of a sympathiser for the Chiefs, so you might be doing it a bit tougher in that respect then. Oh, no sympathy for the Chiefs. Come Crusaders all day. Um, I do have some for Sam Kane a little bit and the players uh, because I think that's not the argument here. Uh, it looks like we've got as good a players as anyone else in the world and no one from outside of the current squad really you'd pull in to make a whole heap of difference. So then you've got to look at who's going to actually make a difference. And I think it's definitely uh, some of this coaching staff. The attack has been woeful for quite a few years. I thought, well, we put that bomb up early on in that test against Ireland. It was like, that's a bad sign. When we're on their 22 and one of the first, thing, first things we do is put up a bomb. Yeah, the, the line-out drive uh, defence, pretty terrible. And conceding the first try three times in a row in a series just shows no improvement in quite a lot of areas. And I think drastic change is needed. Okay, Pat McKendry, good morning to you, Patrick. I, I, I just wonder, it's needed, but will it happen? I think that's the, the, the crux of the issue. W- what do you think might happen? G'day, Smitty. G'day, John. Uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to, to disagree with anything John has just said, to be honest. Um, I would say, though, that there's been a little bit of commentary about the All Blacks' performances, or performance in particular at Wellington, being a bit of a surprise. I don't think it was much of a surprise. Uh, I think it's a continuation of a trend. Um, they have uh, performed poorly, obviously, over the last fortnight. Um, but that's a continuation of what happened last year, really. Um, as as John said, they, they lack ideas on attack, and that's uh, a coaching thing. Um, in contrast, Ireland were, were far better in that area. 
Uh, and again, I mean, it's across the board, defence as well, missing missing one-on-one tackles early in tests, giving away early leads, uh, not being able to uh, stop a driving maul. They, they couldn't twice against Ireland and Wellington. Um, it's, yeah, well, I mean, change, change is coming. It has to be. I, I believe it's inevitable. The only question is when it happens and how deep those changes will be. So uh, you guys both uh, know about press conference, etc. What did you make of uh, the supposed cancelled press conference, uh, Patrick, on a, a Sunday morning? That's been a tradition, hasn't it, over yeah. the years, a Sunday morning gig with, with the head coach? Well, it was curi- very curious, I mean, that, to say the least. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Foster and co, if, if the coaches were across it. I, I, it may have been a decision made by someone else in the management team. Um, but regardless, it was a bad look. Um, it reflected poorly on the All Blacks, and it, re- it reflected in particular poorly on Ian Foster, who didn't want to answer questions about his coaching future on Saturday night in Wellington. He, he declined four times to, to answer the question. Um, and then it looks like he's sort of running away from it on, on the Sunday morning, getting on a bus, you know, on, on the TV cameras, getting on a bus without saying anything. It's a poor look, and he probably deserves better than that. Uh, however, he is the head coach, and the responsibility rests with him. He should have been across it, and he should have said, look, I need to put this to bed. I need to, to give a holding statement or whatever he was going to do. He's thought of that there and then, but instead it's just, it's just lingering, and uh, I don't think that's good for anyone. No, I, I, I tend to agree. Uh, but I, I just wonder, JD, whether he was muzzled. Yeah, which would be weird because, yeah, what myself and Pat have done those Sunday media sessions with the coaches and they've always fronted up. And I was sure Ian Foster would want to, especially after his performance the night before, not wanting to talk about his future, which I guess is fair enough on the night. You want to give credit to the opposition who deserve all that credit. But then I thought it would have been an ideal opportunity the next morning at 11.30 on a Sunday to front the media and be honest about where the All Blacks are at. And that's what we heard from... Sam Kane after the game apologising, uh, Adi Savia even apologising to the fans after the game, Mark Robinson saying it's not acceptable, the results, but from our head coach, he hasn't said anything uh, in that regard. He's not, not being honest and real with the public and with the fans, which I thought he would want to be, given what, where his job's at at the moment. Okay, uh, John Day, Patrick McKendry with us at the moment. We'll take a short break uh, for some news with uh, Araha when we come back. We'll continue on the rugby theme, I think. John Day, Patrick McKendry uh, with us this morning. Uh, Patrick, it seems uh, this morning the news has come through that Andrew Porter, loose head prop for uh, Ireland, has now been cited for his high tackle on Brody Retallick. What a difference one week means to uh, in rugby in terms of rulings these days. Quite odd. It's, it's quite farcical, isn't it? I think anyone who watched that incident... Uh, you know, would would have realised that it was far more serious than what the match officials stated at the time. And as you say, Angus Tuttleval, who by the looks of things had no idea about any of the incident that he was in in terms of getting wrong-footed and run into by Gary Ringrose, Andrew Porter, uh, by comparison, seemed to have a lot more time to make a decision and to take an action in terms of going lower to tackle Brodie Retallick, and yet he just gets a yellow card. I mean, I think most people who watched it would realise that, that the whole thing has, has become farcical. Um, and, you know, a red card there uh, for Ireland 
uh, with uh, was it 30 minutes of the of the game remaining. Uh, I, I don't think they would have got that uh, that late uh, line out drive try, which really which really clinched the victory for them. So I mean, it could have been very different. It could have been very different. We might have been having a, a whole new discussion with New Zealand of winning the series, etc. Uh, JD, um, I just wonder what you made of the whole thing, uh, the consistency around the whole thing. And when we when we blame or look to blame Wayne Barnes and the officials, are we doing it because of what happened the week before, as opposed to what is the right decision? Yeah, I think ultimately head clashes. We don't want to see red cards as fans of rugby. These are unfortunate situations, like no malice. So I don't think it should ever be a red card. So I think a yellow card is the right decision. But given what happened to Angus Tatavau, then Porter had to be a red card for consistency. There was both a tackle height from the props. Neither prop had got low. So we're standing upright, head on head uh, clash. And then that's a red card under the laws that were shown the week before. But but no, inconsistency is pretty classic uh, with the laws of rugby. And what do they call it? An absorbing tackle, Smithy. That's a new one for you. I never heard of it before. And, and when he said it, I, I had to rethink what that exactly meant. In other words, uh, was he... Was he, John, uh, the way I think of absorbing is that he's saying that Porter actually was taking the brunt of the pressure. Well, if you ask Brodie Retallick about that, I probably think he would disagree. Exactly. Ask Brodie's cheekbone uh, and you'll be able to over the next six to eight weeks because he's out of action and it's clear who absorbed or what absorbed that tackle. Mm, It is, actually. Right, uh, we'll just uh, change tack if we can. Uh, Surprise announcement to me overnight too. Uh, Pat McKendry, that Ben Stokes, uh, of course, hero of the 2019 World Cup for England, has decided now with the burden of test captaincy and uh, focus on T20 cricket that the 50-over game for him is no more. I find that a little bit interesting and surprising, considering the role that England are on. Yeah, look, I guess I'll bow down to your greater cricket knowledge, Smithy, uh, every time. Um, But I, I... I guess, is this, is this the way that the sport is sort of going? Um, we've seen New Zealand's best player, Kane Williamson, sort of struggle to maintain, you know, uh, appearances in every match New Zealand plays. I, I, I think possibly this is just the way the, the game is going now. Um, they play so much cricket, uh, so much high-intensity stuff. But I guess the thing that um, I like about Ben Stokes, and obviously I'm a... I'm quite a Ben Stokes fan, really, for the way he conducts himself, you know, apart from his talent um, and, and ability. Obviously, he had the, the good fortune to spend his early years in Christchurch, too. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, the thing I like about it is that he he didn't play in the IPL last season, um, and he probably won't this season. I think where I find difficulty or struggle understanding these decisions is where players... Um, they can't play for their country and yet uh, due to injury or, or overplaying fatigue etc and yet they can play in the in the IPR where they make uh, far more money so um, yeah I, I thought you know good on Ben Stokes I, I hope you know I hope he stays in the game for far longer as a result because he's, a, he's an absolute quality player uh, despite being the England captain Patrick, some might argue that um, having the good fortune to uh, live in Christchurch at an early age uh, was uh, was also uh, perhaps a good fortune to leave Christchurch at a, an early age. Um, some might argue, some might argue that. I'm not. I, for one, am certainly not going to say that by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but John, sometimes when you look at a player, yeah, when a when a player uh, looks to uh, perhaps just move on a wee bit in the game, etc., in terms of years, it 
these days with the money to be made in T20 cricket, it's almost uh, a business decision as well as anything else. Yeah, you're right, Smithy. And, like, England's schedule is ridiculous, isn't it? Like, when you look at the amount of course, uh, like the amount of test centuries Joe Root scored lately, it's, a lot of it's down to because they play so much test cricket. So he's the test captain. He's got to play that. So that's your legacy. And then you look at, right, where can I kind of cut my schedule down a little bit? And you've got money is probably the second most important thing after your own legacy because he's reached the pinnacle of cricket, which is winning an ODI World Cup. So he's ticked that box. Uh, doesn't feel the need to go and try and defend it, which is interesting in itself. So legacy with the test, money with the T20. Uh, he's ticking the boxes, Smithy. JD, I uh, can't let you go without... Uh, you've, you've said we've got to have change. Uh, he's got to go. Ozzy's got to go. Uh, but you've got to come up with an, op- an option, mate. We can't let you go without yeah. an, a viable coaching structure option. So have you got one for us there? Yeah. Oh, there's no point in saying someone's got to go unless there's better replacements. And I think there are. And I think it is Scott Robertson. Um, and he'll bring Jason Ryan with him. They seem to be a pretty good tag team. And they also, I think, would go well with Leon McDonald. Uh, I'm not sure whether he'd leave head coach of the Blues to become an All Blacks assistant. But I think those three together with Joe Schmidt, as well, and Mike Cron, I think that's a pretty good coaching team. I don't think you have to leave the, the Blues. Um, you know, because Super Rugby has its own window. International Rugby comes yep. after that. Sure, there might be All Black camps, etc. You have to get involved in, but I, I think it's beneficial to continue coaching uh, and learning the process and finding things out and, and playing players in positions that you might want to use them if you're an All Black as well. I think there's a lot of benefit to coaches, mm. head coaches continuing to coach outside the, the All Black scenario. Patrick, what, what would your combo be if you had to change it tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I think get Scott Robertson in there um, as soon as possible. I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen at some point, so why not do it now? Uh, Jason Ryan is nailed on as well as a, as a forward coach. And, you know, I think it's significant that the Crusaders haven't uh, conceded a, a line-out drive try. I can't remember them conceding one in the last six years. They may have, they may have done one or two at, at the most. Uh, and, that, and that contrasts usually with the All Blacks um, at the moment. Uh, but I, I think, you know, th- th- there may be questions about Razor's ability to, to go straight into a head coach uh, of the All Blacks type role. Maybe um, Joe Schmidt, and I think he should stay. Uh, I, I think perhaps he could stay to... Uh, allow uh, Robertson to bed in, um, and certainly until the World Cup, during the World Cup, and then and then Razor takes over as head coach afterwards. Um, you know, I think ideally they'd have a, a young, uh, um, sort of enthusiastic uh, backs coach in the form of Leon McDonald as well. But um, I'm not sure if that could happen. Um, maybe Wayne Smith could could do another emergency patch up job like he's doing at the at the Black Ferns. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, my my personal opinion, fellas, is Joe Smith has to be there. I mean, he he hardly been there anyway. He's only been there for three days when they all had COVID and we won that test. And now he's officially, I think, on board now that Ireland have gone home. So Joe Smith is front and centre. And whatever happens, Joe Smith is right there, uh, in my opinion. Anyway, thank you very much, uh, John Day and Patrick McKendry on helping us celebrate our first birthday with uh, a prestigious panel performance. We'll be back with another one tomorrow morning at the same time. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.